This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this this is is Permanent Filter. You're listening to the premiere episode of Permanent Filter. It's called Getting to Know You. And we're going to be talking in this initial episode a little bit about how we met. We met in a post-COVID-19 world, but of course we're... We met pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. Sorry, see how the memory... January? January, that's true. Yeah, it just seems like we've been living... It seems like we've been living with COVID forever, so... I, somebody asked me what day it was and I'm just like, I think it's March 103rd. So that's (laughs) pretty much, um, pretty much how it is. But indeed we are now as the rest of the planet is, is, are are still in sort of a semi lockdown. But when we initially met back in February of this year, we met in a, do we want to tell people, Gail, that we met in a, um, names changed to protect the to protect the useless parties, <laughs> but we met in a job support, job search support club. Yeah. And it neither searched for us nor did support us, but that's not what we're talking about today. No, no. So we both maintain that the best thing that was to come out of this, what was truly fortuitous, was that we met each other and we're so simpatico. Yeah. We have a lot of, we had, uh, uh, a lot of interests, a lot of similar interests. In mm-hmm. fact, surprising how many interests that we have. We're interested in uh, supernatural movies uh-huh. and yeah. um, urban archaeology, which is exploration of old buildings. We, I, you know, Gail fell in love with my mannequin Vivica. I love Vivica. And she is quite a piece of work. She won't be joining us for any of the episodes because she's a very, very private mannequin. But she's listening. But she is listening in and she will be giving a thorough critique. I can tell you that much. So, and actually, um, in one of our upcoming weeks, we're going to be going to a store called Product Placement Eddie's. And Gail has informed me that we will be uh, there is a possible partner for Vivica, which she's extremely excited about. I'm excited for her. Girlfriend, boyfriend, who knows? It's Just, completely up to Vivica. Do you know what? She's a modern woman, and she's a free agent, so mm-hmm. it is her selection, and I'm fine with that. And they will both reside in the living room of my home, and it will be a beautiful thing all around. So it was these kind of idiosyncrasies, idiosync- idiosyncrasies, Generally, I know how to pronounce that, um, that drew Gail and I together. No, let's get straight. Okay. Your style. Uh, okay, to I'm too modest. modest. I'm too modest, but do go on. Tell me. What she was it about me that attracted you to me in my style? Just, uh, I, I mean, your glasses are awesome. The coat you were wearing, like, mm-hmm. wasn't it the leopard Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was the leopard print. Yeah, a little number I got in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, she just looked amazing. Oh, you're too kind. She always looks amazing. Oh, too kind. Um, Too kind. But really, her style, and it's funny because I've been in the class for a while, Mm. and uh, I believe in giving people compliments if I think that they deserve it. So yeah, I'm like, genuine. she going to think I'm weird if I hmm. tell her that she looks great? So anyways, I eat this up, baby. I <laughs> eat this all up. I never refuse a compliment. So anyways, I just happened to be in the washroom coming. Mm-hmm. And she was she was in the washroom as well. And I'm like, you know what? You have great style. And I'm just like, I hope 
you know, I was thinking, I hope she doesn't mind me saying that, but oh, never. damn, she's, this woman has great style. No word of lies. So. And I have to say that it takes a person of style, an appreciator of style, to recognize in that. So I received the compliment with a great lift to my spirits and an open, an open heart and arms to this lovely woman who, as I saw as a, um, what's the word? Well, simpatico, definitely simpatico. So it was, um, yeah, it was, we look onto this as being like for the both of us that although we did end up getting jobs, Gail's working, currently working at a job that, uh, she did get at the time, not through this particular agency. I unfortunately was laid off due to COVID um, two months into a position that I got through my own reconnaissance. But um, the thing is what's connected us is now doing this podcast and sharing this experiences. But thinking back um, to different relationships that different relationships that we have now, uh, with people and how we met and oftentimes how we met those people. It's really interesting to just to kind of look back and think how agents of fortune really like yeah, certain, it's weird. It's certain, like it's certain things that, um, I mean, certain times you meet people, you've met friends through work and friends through mm -hmm. school. And I mean, friends from when you're growing up, you have a long time friend from when you were a young girl. And, uh, but then there are other times when you meet people like in this case where it'll be like you happen to be on an elevator together you know so it would yeah. be something and it was just somebody made a comment and a compliment sometimes there's such just a connection and you recognize the kindred spirit that's anna green gables there's my canadiana coming out yeah the kindred spirit part but and it's kind of funny because I I was kind of worried about talking to Carrie me because why is that Gail? <laughs> because uh, I may have been a little bit of a feces disturber. <laughs> <in the class. laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I uh, I'm in a stressful situation, hmm. I just don't put up with what I see as. Um, Shall we say garbage? Mm -hmm. so, I I appreciate the fact that you use the work around word with the feces. <laughs> but um, I I basically um, I basically called out the instructor on what I felt was was um, sugar coating stuff, mm -hmm. and I have a very strong opinion. So I was kind of worried about talking to Carrie because. She's like, there's no way this woman is going to like me. <laughs> Which is interesting because at the time I was thinking, well, I really cleave to this woman, the Gail sitting beside me here, because she is a person who does call things out that need to be called, it out, called out. So that is something that I appreciated in her. So rather if Gail, whereas if Gail had been tailoring herself, not that she's wanting to do that, but if she'd been tailoring herself to fit sort of somebody's notion of, you know, is this woman going to like me if I'm like this, then how much do we in our lives like tailor who we think we are because in order to attract other people, in order to keep certain friends, when in fact it's just pushing them further away because yeah. we're not our authentic selves. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not always like that, obviously, mm. but mm -hmm. in that situation, I just don't don't sugarcoat things that I am well aware aren't 
sugarcoatable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not. Don't BS me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to, that's essentially, and I was thinking about you and I was thinking about the difference between the really critical difference between somebody saying somebody's a no BS person and I won't, people know what that means. So I won't spell mm -hmm. that out to keep it kind of, to keep it uh, copacetic. Um, but also the, the difference between a no nonsense person and a no BS person. And I think my definition of that is a no nonsense person is a person who's like doesn't want any sort of frivolity or doesn't want any sort of any sort of playfulness whereas a no bs person is just a forthright person that is as no bs with themselves as they are with you yeah. so that's a big part of that but were there people in the class that you weren't <laughs> particularly attracted to you or I, I, if there are not necessarily mentioning any names but were there certain people that turned you off by their manner of yes but I think it was more the, the particular person that I'm thinking about is more mm. because I saw my earlier self mm. in this person mm. okay and I knew... That and that's what you liked or didn't like, didn't like about them? Oh, okay. And I knew this person was in for hmm. a hard, is in for a hard time in the future. Hmm. That person isn't willing to change. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, we sometimes hmm. don't like what we... Things about ourselves that mm -hmm. we see in other people. Yeah, right? that's very so, true. I mean... It's projection of the shadow self in Jungian terms. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice. So a podcaster that I like actually was talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Dore. Yeah. And he was talking about, he started off his podcast and it was really provocative because he started talking about the works of Carl Jung and projection. And the very thing that you dislike in yourself is what will most bother you about others. And that's why it's very important to explore mm -hmm. a little bit about, especially when you find yourself reacting out of all proportion. Not that I'm saying that you were doing this with this person. No. But it's just in general, and I, I really try to do that with myself now, where it's like, that really bothers me. And I'm starting to realize just more and more as I go deeper, that the things, yeah, that there's certain things, there's a certain common denominator mm -hmm. between people where it bothers me. And I'm like, that's because that's something that I don't feel free to do myself. Or Yeah. So there's that. I think in that, when we were going to that particular place, hmm. What struck me most is the amount of people that seem very vulnerable. Okay. Okay. And um, mm. you weren't, you knew your own mind. Mm. It's not that they didn't. And likewise. They didn't. It's just that I didn't feel like you were as vulnerable as the other people. Mm. I mean, like I said. Deep down like, inside, Gail. <laughs> deep down inside. Well, oh. it's it's just that. Like I said, for me, it was like a funeral every day. Yeah, and, that was a great way to put it, by the way. And uh, yeah, it you made it bearable. Ah, uh, do you know what well, I mean? Touche, like my I, friend. I mean, touche. It's it's like I wanted to quit there every day, but I knew you'd be there. <laughs> so. so, so listeners, we were in a woman's penitentiary. We no, we were not clean. in a woman's penitentiary. <laughs> But uh, it does sound rather dire, and it was a dire situation. And here's here's the thing that what I really appreciated about you then getting to know you, mm -hmm. which is the title of our this podcast is um, or the this episode 
is that you're a person who you brought the levity. Mm-hmm. There was usually I'm a person in kind of a situation, especially when the situation is difficult because of the reason that everyone's come together or I, I'll be the out, you know, sort of like the outspoken person who's sort of trying to bring some sort of uplifting experience. And you were that person. So that gave me somebody to bounce that energy off of, but also uplifted me as well too. And one of the things I remember was coming in in the morning to the funeral every day. And then when you would spot me and you just, and your lovely face just lit up. And I was like, wow, I bring like, that's, that was your response to me. So that made me see you and well all for selfish reasons it was like oh you're happy to see me as happy to see I could see the happiness written on your face in the way that I felt to see you I can't see my own face well you looked like you were happy to see me so so it was was very much of a mutual very much of a mutual uh situation there so um so it's interesting sometimes when people will find themselves in sort of not necessarily pleasant circumstances Mm. like you know, like the situation was, and then kind of bond over that. Yeah. You know? And it just surprises me how this random place I had to go every day mm-hmm. in order to f- fulfill my EI um, obligation yeah. turned out so well. Like, yeah. have, I mean, it's been what? Over six months now. Yeah, it's been six our six months anniversary, I believe. Oh We've my just God! made it. Happy six months! <laughs> <laughs> it makes it very special. But I feel like I've and here's another thing, Gail, when you bring that up. I I don't know about you, but I feel that I have known you for years. Me too. I feel that I feel about you the way that I feel like well, amongst my closest friends, where yeah. it feels like you meet them and you're like haven't I known you for like a decade or something? Yeah, you exactly. fall into this rhythm where there's other people that you might meet or other people that you might know for years and you might, well, aren't that close to you because you don't feel that close to you, mm-hmm. but where it's like you feel as uncomfortable with them as the day you met them 100 years ago. <laughs> and it sounds terrible, but I've often said, and I think this is something that our listeners can take away with them, is that... People that you're really close to, people that you feel happy to be around, people that are important in your life, mm-hmm. tend to be people who you feel simultaneously comfortable with and excited by. Yes. Yes. Like, every time I come here, I'm, like, totally excited to see you. It's like, oh, my God. And, you just, know? and likewise. And I'm always, like, I'm excited that you're coming over. I'm excited we're getting together. Yet, simultaneously and paradoxically... Uh, also feeling a sense of just sort of uh, relaxation at the same time, excited and relaxed. Whereas when I think of people that I don't want to have in my life or have had in my life and like, I'm not like people now that I'm going to be mentioning by name, but people that previously have been in my life, when I look back and think, what was the problem? It was because I was conversely and paradoxically, conversely and paradoxically, both bored and anxious Yeah. at the same time. So certain people where I'm like, I, this conversation is totally uninteresting and, and you feel on edge with them. Yeah. And it's just so refreshing to have a friend that like is so similar, but different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we get along so well. Yeah. 
and it, like I'll go through her uh, her DVD collection yeah. her books. It's like <laughs> I've seen that, seen that. That was awesome. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. And it's yeah. just so random. Like but yes, exactly. So it's not like oh, we both have the uh the matrix or we both have yes exactly but section nine which we will be covering on we will be discussing at length and interspersing through our podcast because it's uh, a movie that we both really love it's a gem an underappreciated psychological thriller that we both love to watch and talk about and uh brad anderson was the co-writer and the director of the film and it's uh is 20 years old now it's almost 20 years old now but, but it's, it's so random that a small film like that yeah. and we both and we both like, own the like, film as well it's not just like oh we saw it on netflix or we saw, saw it on a streaming service or whatever but we both and so like there's a lot of like it's those kind of things where and there was one point when you were over here a few weeks ago and uh and and we were watching a movie. We were eating dinner, watching the we'd had you'd had lunch over here, and then stayed, and we had dinner. We were watching a movie, and you turned to me and said, "I'm so glad we're friends." And I just thought that was so enchanting because it's just like it's like we were grade school, you know, like we're yeah. in grade school, and it's like thanks for sitting beside me in class. But it does, and it's so joyful and i've spoken about you and my other friends are jealous and that's the purpose of talking yes! but i i mean i've tried to say that in a way because you're my the newest of my friends that talk about how it's just like it's so it's so it feels so sort of really charming and uplifting to be able to appreciate friendship yes. and especially in these times where it's not that like basically the program that we were in went to offline we both had jobs by then so we didn't need them but it, they did go to like virtual like there was no mm -hmm. in person they shut the offices down and yeah. everything so the thing is in these days where people most people many people aren't going out except when necessary or yeah. except to jobs they already have you're not getting a lot of new experiences either socially or professionally so having yeah. the last friend before lockdown in fact that's how it wouldn't that make a beautiful movie title yeah. last friend before, before lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that's but you know sort of it does come back to when you're when you're looking and you've had, like, we've had time to reflect, like, individually, not as one mass mind, but as individual minds. Hive mind! Had time, hive mind! We think alike. Uh, we don't permit dissent. But we've, <laughs> we've both had, I know personally that I've had a lot sort of more time to kind of, to contemplate things in life and, like, what's important and what, you know, what I want to do, what who I want to spend time with, both when things open up. And you know you reflect on that and think well why and we were talking earlier before the podcast about people who like why you're with the people that you're with yeah. and you why why as an adult we're talking about some you know re friendships that we've had that we kind of look back onto and relationships and go well here's why we don't want to be to have these people in our lives anymore why did yeah. we ever allow them in there in the first place yeah exactly you know I mean? like, yeah why as adults do we if it's not sometimes you can't help sometimes it's like that may be the person that you're working for that may be your manager your boss somebody you're contracting to uh it might be a co-worker but as adults where it's not somebody that you have to see because your yeah. career depends on it or your paycheck depends on it why are you why you know and that's something that we throw out to you the listener mm -hmm. as well um 
to kind of examine who you have in your life, people that you have yeah. in your life, and do they bring your bring you joy? Bring you joy. Well, you know, you know, do they bring you happiness? And why are you tolerating them making you feel less than you are, or yeah. you know, hmm. something you're not? Yeah, basically, exactly, and making you feel like you shouldn't be who you are. Because yeah. when you come away from any, I mean, we again, we were talking about this earlier about uh, people in our respective lives where every time you talk, every time you get together with them or have a conversation, even if you're not together in person, you come away feeling terrible about yourself or terrible about life and you end up like either raging or crying or sometimes both. And yeah. you're like every time, not just, it wasn't just like one time where you happened to have a fight or one time where you were going or they were going through something and one, one or both of you mm -hmm. didn't have a good response to the other, but we're talking consistently every time yeah. you see this person, there's some kind of, there's some kind of tension, outright tension. And I'm really feeling at the age where I don't need that crap anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I put up with a lot. And I mean, you have to put up with a certain amount of stuff from people because mm -hmm. people are people. But then when they cross that line, it's like, oh, no. Yeah. And that's There's... where I am. Like, if I don't find any joy or I'm constantly mm. making excuses for you, mm. then maybe I need to reevaluate re our friendship kind of thing or yeah. our relationship, right? So yeah. that's where I personally am. Hmm. now because I don't have time there's no time yeah. for that yeah you know yeah well that's the thing just reevaluating. yeah who knows how much time each of us has left every day is a gift but like but in all seriousness and it's funny a friend of mine that that you met like last week when you were over yeah. and she made a surprise appearance at my home guest and star. Uh, guest star a guest star in my home she was dropping something off and coming a little earlier because she needed a little breed of breathing space from what was going on in her life. But she had often said to me that I need to downsize with friends that, and it sort of jokingly, but I mean, she has a few close intense friendships mm -hmm. and she's like, why, why would you pot? Like, unless you're trying to get your numbers up, what would be the point of having like better to have a small group of friends, better to have one good friend than to have, you know, a couple of dozen that you can't talk to, you can't yeah. be yourself around. Because that's all part of that too, you know? Life is too short for that. Life is too short to have to act like you feel comfortable around people. I mean, I'm not mm. saying let everybody go. Mm. But maybe just reevaluating whether you want to be around them. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, And what do you think would be a good sort of okay so we've kind of established that somebody who makes you cry or makes you rage or makes you where you cry or you rage after getting together with them pretty much constantly what would you also say somebody who's not quite as bad as that but what what about the quote-unquote mediocre friend where you're like man i have a good time but do you think they should be kicked to the curb I mean, depends on how much you enjoy their company when they're around you. Hmm. I mean, if hmm. if it's at a tolerable in quotes level, hmm. Hmm. Um, by all means. But it's it's up to you to decide hmm. if you if you want that person in your life, right? Hmm. I'm like not saying like hmm. everybody gets their pink slip. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, 
I mean, HR would have something to say if that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You don't want to bring them into things. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to let people go for, you know, without cause. Yeah. As friends. Terminate without cause. Terminate without cause. Sorry. (laughs) Just not interested in continuing that friendship. But But, not uh, being a jerk about it. No, that's true. That's true. But that reminds me of a Seinfeld episode, actually. One where Jerry, like, I mean, from the Seinfeld days, uh, you know, I wasn't a a regular watcher, but I do remember this one episode where Jerry had this friend that he kind of like the friendship. It was just sort of somebody somebody got back together. He'd known for a long time. Mm -hmm. But it was like, how do you how do you ditch a friendship in the way that we would in a romantic relationship where I guess the assumption is that you're with one person, like you're with one partner. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that you may end that relationship because you want to find somebody, I don't know who love actually loves you or who you love with a friendship. It would be more the, the, I guess the usual way is just sort of do what most people do. It's just like they make excuses and hope somebody just kind of picks up the picks up a clue that they're not interested. But how do you dump a friend? And should you dump a friend? In fact, I should don't you know. tell them? I, oh, right. I have no answers about how uh-huh. you, people should personally do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, deal with it as the situation demands, right? Okay. Like, okay. I don't know. Have you had personal experience? Because I, I say this as one who has. Have you no. had personal experience with somebody like outright saying, I don't want to be a friend? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've actually had that happen. Oh, I'm sorry. A couple of times. Yeah. Oh. Now you're finding about it right now. This is the, the podcast the way to, but I, those two, like two experiences and kind of too sort of complicated to get into the details. Well, one person who dumped me after, uh, or who, formally said you become very depressing and I don't need this in my life was after I was hit by a car and recovering oh, from that. Jesus, so as a, as another friend I told about that had said, another true friend had said, uh, <laughs> good riddance kind of like good reference, I mean, reference yeah. to the person. And then another person was a good who's since passed away, passed away a few years ago. Not that I, I didn't kill this person, yeah, of course but not. Uh, just wanted that. to state that just wanted to state that, but we'd had, it was kind of a strange situation where she married a, a friend of mine uh-huh. and then they fell apart and then she proceeded to kind of vilify him. And I had one view of the situation and she kind of needed me to be out of the picture because that didn't align with how she wanted people to view the situation. I mean, if that, that happens, makes sense. So yeah. the narrative yeah, was yeah. such, and I'm not making this out to be that she was this malicious person, but it also provides some explanation for when people, the reason that people sometimes drop out of your life where they want to reinvent themselves. And it's not that you've been a bad person to them, but it's just like they see you in a certain way and there's no way to change the narrative. Well, of course there's, I mean, I've had people drop me as friends and Mm. you know what? And maybe, well, not maybe, Mm. but sometimes it was my fault. And they didn't give you an explanation, right? No, but I mean, I know. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, just the the place where I was at at the time. Mm. Yeah. So that's fair. Okay. I don't hold any animosity towards that. I mean, but. Did you at the time? Well, of course you do a little okay. bit. I mean, I'm not going to lie about it, but sure. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. in retrospect, I mean, I kind of understand. I mean, maybe I wasn't always 
See, I find that hard to believe that anybody would give up. This is gold. I know, right? So right beside me here. So mutual admiration. (laughs) But it's, you know, that's... But but still, I mean... Good riddance. Stuff happens, and it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, you have to look on it like that. Like I... Good memories. Okay, so you you take that away with you. It's not that everything is tarnished now because of that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. With the, the benefit of hindsight, I mean, life is too short to hold on to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's very I mean, true. I wasn't very, my, maybe I wasn't as gracious at the time, but now, mm. you know, looking back at years past, okay, well, it sure. happened. You can and afford to be. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't hold on to that stuff because yeah. you don't know what might have been going on with them at the time either. That's so very true. It is what it is, as they say. That's very true. So, yeah. It's, well, I mean, with one, and, and sometimes there's a way, if things are meant to be, like, like sometimes, as you say, you know, it's just sort of how things were at the time, who they were, who you were, what the situation was. And I personally experienced with a good friend, uh, sort of coming back again, having a big sort of fallout that wasn't over anything that could not be, like it was not a grievous injury done by either party. Right. But just a situation that we were both in at the time. And I was quite angry with just sort of the the splitting up of the time or mm-hmm. the breakup of the friend, or hiatus, I call it. And then I started to realize how much I missed this person and was hoping that we would come back together. Yeah. Like that I was sort of sitting there thinking, oh, it would be really great to have them. I love to have friends over for a meal and have this person over and just to spend time talking. So mm-hmm. like the whatever bitterness I had at the time had just fallen by the wayside. And and the thing is, is we did come back together fortuitously uh-huh. just through kind of a coincidence. So uh-huh. this person was also kind of asking about me and kind of like, do you think that would I accept them back into their into their life in the same way that, you know, that I was wondering about them? And we did. And that's a lovely thing. But yeah, you yeah. can't force that. No, you can't. I mean, I'm not the person I was yesterday or a week ago or a mm-hmm. month ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always an evolving pro- process. Yeah, let's hope, right? So, especially from where I was to now, I'm mm-hmm. vastly different. I mean... But I don't, I don't blame other people. No. I mean, I don't take all the blame because it mm. takes two, sure. two to tango. Sure. But I, I would hope that at this point in my life that mm. I've grown out of certain habits. I've grown out of certain attitudes um, and I'm always making progress. Mm. I like to feel that I'm always making progress. Mm. And I mean, I think that's important in, in a relationship and, and sure. just to on your own, like yeah. for your own, um, mm-hmm. mental health and mental, not mental growth, but growth yeah. as a person. Sure. So, I mean, if we met now, like past friends, maybe, maybe we could mend fences or, yeah. but maybe not. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't know, like, because I find that people, and I could be absolutely wrong yeah. about this, but people kind of keep you, um, pigeonholed where they last met you or saw you ah, or dealt with ah, you. Ah, right? interesting, so, interesting so comment. So their attitudes <laughs> so their attitudes towards you were on the, you know, version 
1.0 and you're yeah. already on version 5.6. Do you know what I that's mean? That's a great Gaelism. That's a great, I love the way that you put that, like putting into the whole idea that one has like, yeah, different, ver different version, different improvements, different upgrades yeah. of oneself. And they're still stuck on that. And there's no way it, to, it's not their, their fault because to download the newest version. Yeah. yeah. And it's not their fault necessarily yeah. because that is how they knew you. Yeah. So that is how their um, impressions have formed, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you, and I mean, it would be great to work on that mm -hmm. and be able to change that, but I mean, realistically, it's not always possible. No, so that's true. You mean, do you mean, now, do you mean not Again. always possible to change somebody else's, ver like their, their uh, version, change somebody else's, uh, sense of who you are or change yourself no change themselves because i can always change myself oh, okay yeah and but i mean you, you're not always the person you were yeah. i mean hopefully you're not the person you were 10 years ago yeah right? that's no that's true enough and arguably if somebody believes that you really can change more than yourself then they're sadly mistaken because i really believe that the only person that you it's change is very difficult but the only person you can change is yourself. And if you're trying to change other people, you're, you've got the wrong goal in mind. Well, I absolutely frequently know hmm. that you can't change other people. No. They can only change themselves. It's like yeah. that old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but they won't necessarily drink it. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Well, that's and it. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not, haven't been on their own journeys and changed, mm. but I can't make somebody change if they do not. Oh, and that's the thing. Oh I have my God. You yeah. Can't do that. They yeah. have to want to change. They have to, um, want to do something. Because if you don't want to, there's always going to be, um, resistance. Right. And sure. if you're going to resist, sure. It's not going to work out. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That's Even sometimes opinion. just changing oneself is, is, is sort of sometimes a life for a lifelong task. Absolutely. Where there should be like a focus on that. Just it's, you know, when you think just even about issues where sort of important things that you and some people are facing issues where it's their life depends on their health depends on them making changes and they still can't do that. And they have to look down inside themselves. And I think of a friend who said, well, in the last year or so, when we were just talking about like issues of, you know, issues of growth and development. And she says, I have to look inside myself to see why I perhaps want to be unhappy, why I'm vested, why I'm invested in being miserable, well, why that's a choice. And I thought that was a very, I thought that was a very honest and a very, uh, bold, uh, a very bold and uh, courageous statement to make about, but just even asking, even asking the question of yourself about, do you want to change? And then to find that the answer is, I don't know if I do. When that's something that you really think, yeah, who doesn't want to be happy and successful and loved and healthy? What are the reasons that people don't want to do that? That needs to be explored. But I mean, internally from myself, um, yeah just thinking about myself, it's yeah. really easy to follow established patterns. Mm, okay. And it's yeah. harder to change those patterns mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, from my, my point 
point of view from yeah. my like my experience it's hard to change those patterns hmm. um i mean i have changed a lot of patterns but then you know sometimes you meet somebody in the past and you fall back onto those patterns mm -hmm. and you end up going walking away from the experience going why did i do that that's that's no longer myself so hmm. i mean it's all it's all work Right. Do you so, find do you find when you fall in those in the case where you meet somebody from the past, is that because you automatically go back to that version of yourself? Is that I what think happens? So it's like this is. Uh -huh. I mean, it's not a conscious thing, but this mm. is how I acted with this person, and then they'll say something, and I just act like. And then you it just was. respond to. And then yeah. you're just sitting there going, "Why did I do that? That's not me." Like I worked so hard to change that mm. and now they yeah. can't see that work that i've done yeah but i mean a push button you, response you're talking yeah. about something that triggers you makes you angry well not just me but i think a lot of people oh no but i mean in I this mean, extent like, yeah <laughs> and this is not yeah. just me yeah just you specifically you gail and okay, nobody but but way. in this instance but you could only speak for yourself I right can only yeah speak for, speak for yourself so, so yeah and i really hmm. Sometimes without preparation, yeah, I do fall back on those patterns, yeah. and it's unfortunate, and I try not yeah. to. And basically, I'm human, and that's all I can do is try. That's the way I I justify yeah. myself, right or wrong. Sure. So yeah, it's patterns. Well, I go back to an institution we are not receiving an endorsement for, but I have to say that I do like one of the. One of their commercial. I don't often say that I'm like I really like what a bank has to has to say about uh, life guidance. But ATB Financial had a commercial a while back where they said change where the 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 tagline was change nothing and nothing changes. Yeah, that's and true. I thought lessons learned from and oh my god, uh, isn't a that treasury what we were branch. Talking about yes, our situation right now. About the about whole, about taglines, about like something. That. that stopped me, again, In my, it's not often that something from a bank stops <laughs> me in my tracks to the point of like, oh my goodness, that's profound. But it was like, change nothing and nothing changes. And I actually made a change. I switched ranks. And that now. is what that's, I'm talking, yeah. I'm trying to talk with a loved one about. It's like, yeah. we're not going to get anywhere if we don't change what we're doing. Yeah. But there's seems to be a lot of resistance not just from this person but in general to change there's resistance mm -hmm. to change it's like this is how it has always been done this is how we have always been doing so it's got to be good right yeah and it's not good no no and how like how how does how to change your situation right but i mean i guess this is not the point yeah. of this Whole thing, but no, that's I'm something saying, that we you know, could, that yeah, we'll yeah. definitely be getting into in a yeah. future podcast. Yeah, but I know absolutely. what you're talking about in terms of the the changing of circumstances, but the changing of the mindset. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about how I I really like the idea of and this uh, how the brain physiological changes when you're making changes, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to like good, very similar to a good metaphor for that is actually the idea of like when you look to uh, like a well-worn sort of green area, like a, 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 a yard or, you know, a playground mm -hmm. or something, mm -hmm. and you can see, and then there's maybe a forested area, 
and the parts that people go through often mm -hmm. are kind of worn down. It's easy to go down those paths because it's kind of like you're not having to break new ground. And uh, so that that makes it easy. That makes it easier to keep going down. And that's actually what happens with the um, synapses in your brain. Mm -hmm. It'll just go down these paths. Your mind and your body, we as humans like efficiency. So we yeah, like efficiencies yeah. in systems, including our own internal systems. So your mind just goes down. And I find that I, you know, sometimes I'm astonished at how much like uh, something will happen and I'll automatically go down to these old comfortable places. Yeah. And like you probably yeah. would not recognize 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say likewise. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, to be able to meet you and like mm. be like, hi, I'm Gail. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Me. You would yeah. not have, that, that wouldn't have been me before to okay okay I mean, like they say it's a journey yeah but um but it's just interesting how we were able to meet at that time at that and time, connect at, the at that time. time you know yeah. such perfect timing over exactly it. exactly so. our timing was exquisite i have to say with that <laughs> yeah, but okay. that it, but that is interesting the whole idea of that so that also sort of goes to say when it comes to um identity and authenticity how much of that that it's not it's a work in pro like this podcast like this podcast <laughs> it's a work in progress right so yeah, it's not a yeah. matter of my identity is x but my is my identity is is fluid it's mm -hmm. it's ever changing it should be ever changing right and that's that's sort of that's that's important for it to be doing so that that's also completely sort of like um, separate from the way that you're viewed through the prism of other people yeah, and how they view you. Yeah, exactly. So, so a person that knew me 15 years ago would not recognize who I am now, Yeah, but then it's just a matter of getting them to see. Well, you mentioned that mentioned going sort of full circle back to the, the person in the class, but where you recognized in this person elements of yourself back yes. then. So it's almost in a way that here you're seeing a separate person who, and 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 being kind of, I won't use the word, like the word repelled is too strong no, a word and I don't strong. think what you're it's saying. Strong, but but let's say good. not repelled as a person, but repelled if you think in terms of like from a physics point of view. like It's, it's recognizing a lot of behaviors that I used to do and just being like, oh, sweet mother yeah yeah and then just seeing wanted to wanting to kind of shake this person yeah yeah and i felt i i've had similar experiences as well too where i was involved with somebody and part of the reason that i was what i couldn't say and nobody else sort of people didn't see this because it was kind of an unconventional reason was because i recognized in this person like the person that i was and i thought oh people put up with me when i was like that yep so i couldn't it was not that this person was a charity case of course not this person was a friend but um but there's something ser you know the serendipity of meeting so the thing is, is I'm so grateful for me. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And look at us. <laughs> and here I on say this grateful in like the purest form of the and the word. Like, honestly, exactly, honestly. exactly. It so, was a real meeting of minds you, and spirits. Thank <laughs> you, Gail. Thank you, Gail. Yeah. And here we are doing the podcast together.